Hi everyone, thank you for downloading this episode of Series 13 of the What the Fartlet podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts every Monday and Thursday. If you enjoy the show today, the best way you can support us is by leaving a rating and a review on either Spotify or Apple. Or you could give us a share on social media or just tell a pal who you think might enjoy what we do. We're committed to growing our community, the Fartlet family, with an ambition to combat loneliness and build friendships through our mutual love of running. If you would like to get involved, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or TikTok. We also have a website, whatthefartlet.com, or you can drop us an email at whatthefartletpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, so get in touch. We can tell you more about what we're all about. Hope to see you soon, but until then, let's get on with the show. Are you alone, groupie, and are you enjoy your run? Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever you Quite possibly for the only time in both the history and the future, certainly the history, but maybe in the future of the What the Fartlet podcast, we are coming to you on the 29th of February. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 13, Episode 17 of the What the Fartlet podcast. My name is Rob. I'm Matt. And I'm Louise. And I was actually due on the 29th of Feb. Due to do what? To be born. Ah, yeah, but I was late. So how old would you be now if you had been on time? Did you just do an impression of you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she did. I think she did. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. How old am I going to be? 36. Divided by four. four. Come on. No, I'm not even thinking it. So I'd be nine. There you go. Well, that's that's a good fact. But then you went and... (laughs) We're boring and we're late. You, you were talking about Back to the Future and stuff. I'm sure there's a new Back to the Future coming out in the next year. I think I'm you sure might see that. I think you might see some fan made, Matt. Yeah. Oh, gutted. Um, and yeah, it would have been incredible because we do love I'm Back sh- to the Future. I'm sure. I'm sure I've seen it. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. We'll have a little look afterwards, and maybe I can get all fanboy over it. But no, I wasn't aware of it. Captain Cars, the best cars in Clever, all lurking in the background. JP, do you have a Back to the Future sequel in the pipeline? No, I haven't actually. No, but but talking about um, dates of birth and things like that, and you know, being born on the twenty ninth. Lily was actually due on the eleventh, the eleven, eleven, and then she slopped out a week later. So eighteen, eleven, eleven doesn't slopped out. No, slope. He said slope, not slopped. It's sort of like that just shows the what we're working with here, doesn't it? I know. They both said it and said no. He said slopped. They both didn't say slopped. They both pulled the same face as well. Tweedledee and Tweedledum strike. Sorry, Polly. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, Lil. More importantly. Um, dear me, right? Okay, let's get let's get on to some actual running context. We're a good three or four minutes in, and we've not even talked about running at all. Matt, what's on the show today? Yeah, uh, usual usual nonsense. People have heard it all before, but I was talking about as uh, marathons. Uh, I was training, being going all that sort of stuff. Uh, ben joins us a little bit later on uh, to talk about part run and also the part run cup. Um, that last sixteen, his final round is over. Uh, we get the news on that. And also uh, roll call at the end. Sounds pretty steady away. But before we get into the uh, marathon chat with you guys um, on the road, of course, to spring marathons, I have got a little extra bit that I wanted just to mention. I think we talked about these kind of silly little things vaguely and and in different formats over the years. But I don't know if we ever dedicated a a segment to it. I got a a follower, a new follower on Instagram today on my uh, my IG account. Uh, I don't know, you guys might already be connected with her, but she is called Hannah, uh, Hans Run Zone. And, uh, you know, as when you get a new follower and you follow them back, it kind of like pops up like the most, they they always come to the top of your feed, don't they? And she, uh, so to give her full credit, uh, she posted her thoughts on what the most gross things that runners do are. So what are the most gross things that as runners we do? And uh, and I thought we could plagiarise it and uh, and I'll ask you guys. So Lou, what's the most gross thing you do as a runner? 
Well, definitely pooing by the side of the road, but what I do on every <laughs> run... Oh, yeah. uh, that's the end of that segment. Let's go on to marathon training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Family fortunes. That's in at number one, surely. <laughs> Show me. Um, but everyone, I don't know if I'm sharing too much. And I did say last week <laughs> I was going to be mute this episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, my nose runs so much when I run, so I always blow my nose in my it's sleeve. It's not rockets or sleeve. The... Sleeve. Oh. Mm. Or sometimes on like my t-shirt, I do that. Selfie, you can see it. I, I do that. I, I yeah, that's probably my gross one. I wipe my when I'm running, I wipe my nose on the inside of my collar, so I just accumulate snot around my upper chest area. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I just in, in my head, it's less disgusting than the snot rocket. Or I, I but it's not just running. I I, I sneeze into my t-shirt as well. Because I feel like that's probably the most COVID-safe way of sneezing. It's minging, though, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just getting snotty chesters. Just, just, just wear a buff and blow your nose on your buff or something like that. Or is that <laughs> are the buff solely for wiping your ass after a wild day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, uh, for me, certainly. Um, okay, so Lou poos herself and uh, wipes her nose on any piece of clothing she can find. Uh, can that be topped, Matt? Have you got any disgusting running habits? I think just just a snot rock. I don't blow my nose. It's definitely generally, definitely generally snot rocket. I think in a race you, you kind of try and hide it and move to the side and kind of make sure nobody gets the uh, backlash of it. Uh, You're talking absolute nonsense. Because look at you trying to be all like, oh yeah, I just do a snot rocket. I know full well what Matt's most disgusting running habit is. Matt. Can I can I share that one? Because I, I on. think we're going to say Do you know what it is? Go on. It's that pubic tub of Vaseline that he does. It <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Matt, 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 double dipped half Vaseline. Is I'll, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> is he actually uh, going to find it? Is he going I, to do a snot rocket? I've, 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 I've still got my earphones in, so I can still hear you talking and, and chatting away amongst yourselves. He's going to so, show us on. his. He's going to show us his pubes. He's going to show us his pubes. No, he's invested. Oh, he's got some pubey body glide instead. No, no pubes on show there. Pube free body glide. Donna goes in and picks him out from her. Other other repellents of chaff are available. Available. No, uh, no, mine wasn't going to be. Mine wasn't going to be his his pubey Vaseline, although that's fine, but that isn't at number three. Definitely. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. Pubic. Yeah. And any. Yeah. Double dipping. Yeah. Um. No. Matt. Matt is a Matt's a serial run trumper. Guilty. <laughs> Matt. Crop dusting. A, Matt. Yeah. Matt's a little farter. Like you'll be running with him, and it's like you'll be running in like traffic, and so there'll be like cars going by, and it's like there's a lot of noise. Then all of a sudden there'll just be a like like a break in like the sound, so every... and, you're, and you're running in silence, and all of a sudden you just hear. No, no, it's it's generally it's generally with the steps where you go. <laughs> and you can you can you can always tell when he's gonna do it because he is he is he is like a self-conscious and quite kind little being in a way because he drops behind you so that he doesn't like fart in your face. Um, oh, that's but, yeah. kind. Yeah, but still You're welcome. Pr- pretty disgusting, <laughs> especially when it's like amplified by the lubricated sound of his Vaseline. <laughs> oh, dear. JP, you know, what about I, you? <laughs> I don't think I can top any of those. I, I, I definitely partial to the old snot rocket. I think that's... Um, but yeah, you know, I'll always check in the rear view mirror to make sure I'm not going to do it on somebody behind me. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, I, I think I tend to hold the old gas in because I'm, I'm not sure I can trust it after a certain certain amount of time. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I genuinely can't think of many more disgusting things that runners do anyway than, other than, than that. Than what Matt does. Then, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think... Is, 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 there a is, is there a definitive list? or? It's not a definitive list. Um, the, the it's person... etiquette, one of them. Like running with elbows kind of thing. Is that kind of... That's not what disgusting. People being no, it's not, dis- no, it's not, it's not disgusting. Oh, look at that disgusting. No. Look, 
We're in like a team. It's just bell endy behaviour, yeah. isn't it? To be like sticking your elbows up when you're running past people. Spitting, I think spitting just generally is not very. Sp- sp- spitting's pretty minging, isn't it? And I think I think spitting's been kind of like <laughs> yeah, like a like a hack, like a, a yeah. hack and a gag, and then a <laughs> is pretty. So it's not rocky. It's okay, but spitting's kind of the same. I, I, bar, think, aren't they, I think I think spitting's worse than the snot rocket. Okay. I don't know. Spitting's just got like a negative connotation to it. It's a really ratty thing to do, spitting. Like, like, I, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I've never spat on a run. Like, sometimes when like your mouth fills up or you catch breath, like you need to. But or you catch a fly in your mouth, which I have done plenty of times before. That's another pretty minging thing. Catching wildlife in your mouth while you're running. I run with my gob open, so like, yeah, I always, I always seem to end up with something in my face. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I th- I think spitting spitting's worse than snow rockets. Like, there's people who seem to like re- revel in it, in it. Like, I'm not saying just spitting because you've got to clear something that's in the back of your throat. I'm saying like people who seem to just, you know, when you're at parkrun, there's someone who doesn't like who just spits in the path in front of you. They're the worst of the worst. People who aren't like, if I've got to spit, I'm gonna run off. I'm gonna veer off into a bush so that I'm definitely not downwind of someone. I've I've, I've been. Has anyone been spat on in a race? I've been spat on it. No, really? Yeah, I've been spat on it. was, when was it? Doncaster 10K pre-COVID, like 20, maybe it was the cause of COVID, patient zero. Um, Yeah, like 2019 maybe, there was a guy running in front of me and he just decided that he needed to spit, but instead of turning away from the middle of the, the route, he turned into it. And we were running into a headwind, and he just spat, and it just hit me right on the oh, right on the shoulder. So I chased him down, and I go at him. Yeah, it's that, that, to go drop kicking another run is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ch- chased him with a puby Vaseline. <laughs> so, come on, we we gotta have a definitive list, surely. Um, so I, I don't know if it's a definitive list, but certainly just 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 to reiterate, cred- credit to this this wonderful concept. Goes to uh, to Hannah Brooks, who uh, who uh, I just come across her Instagram, and she's got a couple of other ones that she put on her list. That was um, funny enough. Wiping your nose on everything came up. Um, snot rockets came up. Uh, pooing in a bush came up. Um, uh, untrustworthy farts definitely. What about what about runners' toenails? They're pretty minging. Mm-hmm. Can't do the same in a run though, can you? You, you can't see them on a marathon, though, a marathon support group where people just keep putting pictures of their legs up in there <laughs> with toes out. <laughs> I saw what I saw a picture of one the other day and it looked like a thumb with one of the toes. <laughs> are we talking about how Matt's got baby toes? No, no, oh, sorry. No, I, I'm been playing <laughs> talking with about your face. <laughs> oh me, oh the thumb. Oh yeah. Neil, we have to say Neil's toes are like. Little people, aren't they? They're actually the size of my whole arm. His toes. They're so long and thin. Mm. Yeah, they're like little twiglets on his on his floor. Mm. So maybe, so maybe the answer to that is that one of the gross things that runners do is share each other's toes with each other. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that. Pretty much that covers everything. So thank you for that for, for that inspiration, Hannah. And sorry to everybody listening. Yeah, really sorry. What a way to start. I think spitting, spitting on Rob. <laughs> it's, it's not, because that's, that's brought back some trauma that I'd really buried. Um, I, 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 I think spitting without consideration tops it for me. Because there's a lot of things, there's a lot of stuff we put on that list that's just more embarrassing, isn't it? Like, you know, getting caught short or, you know, being a bit trumpy on a run. Like, but spitting is like you're in control of that, so don't be such a minger. True. Yeah. Good. Agreed. What are some of your um, grossest running traits, runners' traits? Drop us a message, let us know. And I'm a little bit sad, but just behind the curtain, I've got a little yogurt here, and I don't want it now because <laughs> it, it looks like snot. Yeah. It looks like someone's wildy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and, uh, and yeah, check check out check out Hannah's uh, Hannah Brooks uh, Instagram account if you don't want to. Um, uh, right, good. Should we get to marathon training talk before we waste the entire evening talking about snot and spit? 
Uh, right, so the guys, just in case you don't know, the guys are, uh, if you're new to this, you will not still be listening after the last 10 minutes, but um, if you are new to this, uh, JP, Matt and Lou are all on the road to spring marathon season. It is getting closer and closer. Week nine, guys, week nine are we on, I think? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. so uh, Matt and JP are on the way to Manchester. They've got very ambitious times in mind. Um, and Lou is on the road to London, her first ever marathon. All, of course, under the tutelage of the wonderful JP coaching our pal and colleague Jack Penfold. Um, if I start with this week, Matt, I want to know about you because I, because I don't want to know about your marathon week so much as I want to know. You've had a very interesting 24 hours, all centred around um, a somewhat expensive pair of shoes, haven't you? Yeah, I've said it before. I said it when we first uh, started this podcast. That I'm never going to buy these shoes for mm-hmm. cheaters or all this sort of stuff. I've had a quite rant about them, but I ended up buying a pair. Uh, when was it? Thursday last week. They arrived over the weekend, and I've been out and tried them today. Let's just let's just take people through the array of emotions that you've experienced over the last couple of days, right? So. You say that you've had a problem with carbon plate issues, and you have. You've been on your high horse about it since day one, three Mainly years of the podcast. Because of the price. Yeah, exactly. It's got nothing to do with the fact that they've got a carbon plate in them. It's due to the fact they're expensive, and you make a shoe, pair of shoes last for two years, right? Um, so how did you feel parting with your money? Was it a difficult kind of transaction in finally sticking 165 down for a pair of Vaporflies? No, because obviously they were they, they were an offer down from two, what are they, two sixty, two forty, something like that. Yeah, two forty. He'll pay two forty two weeks before. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but Neil, Neil did get his in adults. <clears throat> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't mind paying that for him. Uh, I made it my excuse for my fortieth birthday in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, don't know what woman in Ireland wants to get me, so I said, well, we'll put towards that, and I'll get myself a, a nice pair of shoes that'll last me a couple of years if I only did racing them. Uh, and I obviously had to go out and uh, and test them out mm-hmm. uh, on my interval interval run today. I was really excited about wearing them, uh, really excited about using them and keeping them for races and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, went out for my run. Uh, but the the arch is quite narrow in them, uh, yeah. and quite high. And uh, and you've got tiny flipper feet. Hobbit feet, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really wide, small feet with apparently baby toes. Yeah, yeah, how, how did I describe it? Because you, you shared a, 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 quite a graphic video of where he's arch is. Again, it's the most important off my face. But, but if, you, um, if you get a bit, if you chew a bit of chewing gum and then you spit it out and just stick it, that's like my little toe, just a little chewing, chewed a bit of chewing gum. <laughs> what? what a weird reference to what a weird metaphor. It's just, it's but, but, but he has got the toes of a baby and the heels of an old man. <laughs> his, his foot's like the plot of Benjamin Button. Yeah, <laughs> um, ah. Right, okay. So, so what are you doing now? Vinted? Yeah, they're on Vinted as we speak. <laughs> I am going for you. They, they are good, though, aren't they? they I, are I, I was speaking to JP before. I was umming and ahhing whether to go out in them or whether to try. Because when I put them on in the house, the, the, the arch was quite high and quite uncomfortable. Um, and I was thinking about not going out in them, but I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll try them and see what happens. And yeah, unfortunately. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm gutted for you. But on the plus side, the little girl that gets them on Vinted will be very happy. Won't she? <laughs> <laughs> so, size seven, if anyone's interested, uh, check out that Vinted account. Um, good. Uh, are we, we going to get out? We're going to try and we're going to try another pair, though, aren't we? We're going to see if maybe a different yeah. brand might suit your foot better. We're not giving up on our dream of carbon plate shoes yet, are we, mate? No, no. I think I feel like I need them for uh, for my PBs this year. Cinderella will go to the ball. He will, <laughs> he will go to the ball with his tiny baby toes. Um, can I just say that they are fucking rapid? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're special, aren't they? Yeah, I saw your splits. They did look like they gave you a little bit of extra oomph, albeit also blisters. Yes. Good. Uh, JP, how's stuff going with you, man? Week nine, we're getting close to Manchester. Yeah, it's really ramping up. Um, I had a bit big of a sad. Miles, yeah. yeah, it really is, but it's all big boy miles and it's all big boy marathon pace miles. And um, becoming comfortable being uncomfortable. I think it was Nick Bester who actually talked about that um, mm-hmm. when he came on the show. 
and there's definitely something in that i feel comfortable at marathon pace at the minute great so we did a pretty serious session on sunday and it was two 10k blocks of marathon pace absolutely nailed it and felt really positive on monday as well normally i'd be limping around like a little old man myself but um yeah um all the sessions that we're doing as well i'm getting in the top three kind of all-time times on those segments as well and King of the Hill on one or two as well. And, you know, it's really, really, really positive. Yeah. I did have a little bit of a sad, sad moment, though. I had oh, to uh, lay my vapor flies to rest. They'd, I'd, I'd worn them down to the carbon plate. So you could <laughs> see that across the, the majority yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you were at rest in peace. Matt, you were um, uh, you were shaking your head while JP was saying that he absolutely nailed that session on Sunday. You had the same one. Did it not quite go, go to plan for you? Uh, no, I mean, I managed to get, keep the paces for the marathon pace sections, but it just felt hard. It felt felt difficult. I think I've just got tired legs. And there's, we've been doing a lot of different sessions and maybe it was, just wasn't my day to be feeling it uh, for that run. But yeah, I managed to get the splits that I wanted, but then me, easy miles, I was, I was walking some of them. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. But, but having said that, though, we recorded last Wednesday and I'd just come in from Run Club and I knew that I had a session to do on the Thursday. And I almost talked myself out of it on the podcast while we were recording. And I went out and I dropped the last 3K off that one. And when I did it, I knew it was the right decision to stop. And I was fine with it. But then later on, the legs started to feel a little bit better. And then I started beating myself up that I dropped this 3K. So then to see it come back on Sunday was a real positive. So I think we're all going through this a little bit. Like Neil's done a session tonight and he didn't, yeah. he didn't, he wasn't feeling it. So it's dead reassuring that we've got each other and we, you know, we, we bounce off each other so well. I think. Adapt, endure, overcome. Um, we're we're almost there, lads. Uh, Lou, and Rob, one more thing. Sorry, there is a little little um, change to the plan, and um, we've got a a little half marathon to run in a couple of weeks, and um, we've made a, a little tweak to the plan, haven't we, Matthew? After a yes. bit of a conflict between the three of us, so we've, got we've all got a very similar PB, and uh, the plan is to. Run ball, together. Balls out. Run together. And this is out. this is Goodwood Motor Circuit, yeah. Uh, GP Croft. GP yeah. Croft. Sorry, yeah, I get confused. Yeah. I meant that's what I meant. Uh, that's in a couple of weeks. Good. I might even mm. tag along to watch us. Um, good. Okay. Amazing. Good work, lads. Lou, you've been very patient waiting. Um, how is the road to London going? So I'm talking from last week. Yes, that's um, generally how this works. Yeah, we are. 17 episodes in. And and you've worked out how a calendar works. Congratulations. Continue. I had my long run on Saturday, but I had, which was 14 miles. Mm -hmm. Um, The night before, though, Freddie was poorly, so I had no sleep and I couldn't have done it on Sunday. So it was a terrible run. I spoke to Jack before. He said... Walk lots, uh, go really easy, stop early if you need to, see how you feel. But I pushed for the whole 14. And yeah, it was terrible. I think one of the, you know, like mentally the worst runs I've done, because it was, I was fine up to 10 miles. And then the last four was so terrible. You get in your head like, oh, I'm only ever meant to run 10. Like, I clearly can't do more. Or, I don't know, you just get, but... I'm fine. I'm fine now. I've had two good runs since, so I'm not on a cliff edge, but it was a terrible run. Which should to be expected. I think it's very mm. well. Well, I mean, listen, you've, you've just you've, you've said that, but you've just listened to Matt talk about how he struggled through his run on Sunday and JP saying that he had some second guesses earlier in the week. It doesn't matter how experienced the runner you are. It doesn't matter how many of these blocks you've done they're arduous it's like 14 to 16 weeks of strain and repetition and endurance on the body for somebody to hit a perfect marathon block where they love every single run and they hit every single marker that's laid before them in plan i if if somebody tells me they've done that i would challenge that they're a liar mm, i think yeah, paul as well paul griffiths he had a tough run yeah paul I hope he doesn't mind me saying but i think then you see that and you think all oh, right i'm not alone we all have these terrible runs there will come a point yeah. where you get to 14 miles on another run whether it's on the marathon or whether it's your next long run and you go ah 
I'm smashing this. So, you know, I, I vividly remember doing that. You know, I'd done the 22 miler and it was horrific. And I got to 22 miles on my first ever marathon thinking, I, I could do this. And the last 5K, I ran it faster than, than I'd run the whole rest of the race. So it will, it will turn back around. It always does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. what I thought. I'm just going to use this four miles for mental strength and time on feet. And that's it. So. And, and bank it. What you said there is a great approach. Bank it. Bank those feelings and bank the fact, more importantly, bank the feeling that you got through it. Doesn't matter whether you walk, doesn't matter how long it took. That is an achievement. So when you're feeling crap, be it maybe on race day, when you're feeling like I can't do this, like when when you get to tw- specifically, if you get to 22 miles and you think, oh, my God, I cannot do four more miles. Think about how you felt on that run and think about how you got on with it and think about how you did it and use that as fuel to realise that you've got you've got that in you still. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Good. And of course, you guys supporting each other continually through the marathon training group, which if anyone is interested, is on uh, WhatsApp. And if you want to get in touch either on the socials or via email, whatafartpodcast at gmail.com, Matt, uh, JP and Lou will gladly welcome you in. And uh, everyone keeping each other motivated. How many in there now? About 40 of you? More, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There is. um... I'm guessing 57 ish. 62. That's a guess, by the way. Come 60. On, 60 on the night. <sighs> uh, Lou was closer. Lou was closer. Uh, very good. One more thing, just in case this happens to anyone else. I've got so spotty. I feel like that's running and the sweat and probably wiping my snot on my sleeve. <laughs> but does anyone else's skin get spotty marathon training? Like I am covered. Not personally, but it'd be yeah. good to hear if others do. I could I could understand why. It's like you said, like you, you you're running a lot, you you sweating a lot, you. It's all in sweat areas as well. Cal- calcifying. Probably, probably the last of the alcohol coming out, Lou. This time two weeks, <laughs> you'll be you'll be fresh faced. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of it to come out as well, so. It'll be it'll be the end of Benjamin Button. Um, good. Uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get Benjamin Button reference out of my head. Um, right. Uh, with that being said, guys, well done. You're all smashing it. Remember, we're closer to the finish than we are the start now. Keep going. I'm looking forward to seeing how those marathons go in spring. Um, should we get over and have a talk to Ben and Emma now about uh, part, all things Parkrun? We've got Parkrun chat and we've got the results from the round of 16 of the Parkrun Cup. Let's do it. And with the power of the swoosh, we've lost a mat. Because he's gone to bed, but we've gained a Ben and Emma. Ben and Emma, how are we doing? Good evening. Yeah, good, thanks. You all okay? Living the dream, mate. You've missed a wow. very, very important conversation about gross things that runners do. Um, what's the grossest thing that you do when running, Ben? Uh, probably snot rockets, to be fair. Mm, um, snot, snot rockets came up in discussion. Emma, how about you? Uh, not really think of anything. Have you ever spat at Rob, Emma? Ben? No <laughs> <On> purpose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ben's like, not while running. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. that we, we, we thought that not not aiming your spit, if you if you insist on spitting, spitting into traffic is the most disgusting thing that you can do as a runner. You know what? I'm oh, no, no, I've, def- I've definitely been spat on in a race. That's, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've been spat on and it was horrible. It's disgusting, yeah. 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 I'm super conscious of where I'm spitting or yeah. snotting. Yeah. When have, so, sometimes the fluid needs to escape, but it's yeah. those people that don't, um, that don't, uh, aren't courteous enough to aim it uh, away from people. Anyway, right, so let's move on. So if you don't know, guys, Ben and Emma are our park run experts. They go all over the country to find the best 5K fix on a Saturday morning. And then they come and join us on a Thursday, tell us all about it to give you some inspiration, some ideas on where to go, maybe where to avoid given the time of the year. Um, and most importantly, where you can go for breakfast afterwards. Now, uh, this week, uh, Ben and Emma, it wasn't a tandem affair, was it? It was not. It was not. What were you up to on Saturday? 
I was at work for 11 hours. Yay. The joys, the joys. So now I found myself um, having to plan apart from by myself. Now this opened up an opportunity because there was one very, very local park run to where we live here in Barnsley. Uh, one that I hadn't done yet. Um, and with it being marathon training, I also worked out that I could maybe run there and run back and get my get my long run done on a Saturday rather than a Sunday for once. So that is exactly what I did. Um, it's nine and a half miles from the front door. I only needed 18 for the day. So I drove two miles up the road, parked the car, and I ran seven and a half miles from Barnsley to Wakefield. Wakey? Um, ah, Wakey. And it was Wakefield Thorns Park Run that I went to. Um, tell, tell us all about it then, Ben. And Emma, I assume if Ben has been allowed to go without you, it's because you've done it before. Done it a few times, yeah. Um, Pre-Ben, pre-COVID, so quite some time ago now. But uh, it's a fun course. We've changed it a little bit, I think. Um, I couldn't tell you because I'd never been before. This was my first time there. Um, but I do believe they did change it, what, about six months ago? So you've done the old one, I've done the new one. Um, and yeah, it was lovely. It was it was a lovely morning, wasn't it? It was uh, sunny, it was crisp and cold and frosty in places. Um, there were quite a few cancellations around the country due to ice. Mm. Um, Wakefield had its own potential cancellation, which was due to the bogginess of the fields that they make you run across. Um, now, this was a risk that I was taking because I was running there. I... They'd put a post on on Friday night saying we will assess it again in the morning. Um, so I set off and I was checking my phone every single mile, making sure just to see if there was any kind of updates. And because uh, I had to wait for that inspection. Did I have a plan B? I did have a plan B. There is another park run that is within about the same distance. But obviously, if I'd have got two, three miles in. Yeah, I'd have had to have turned off, but I'd have been two or three miles in the wrong direction. So I'd have really have had to do a sprint on to make it to the other one. But thankfully, I got about three three miles in and the post came out saying, yes, we're on, but beware of the field. Um, so that was good. That was nice. Um, turned up, turned up about quarter to nine and uh, stood around for 10 minutes. And it's not a very busy one. There probably, do you know what? I didn't even look. Normally I'm barcode scanning or hanging about at the end and you get to see roughly how many people are there but I didn't I, I set off carried on at the same kind of pace that I'd run there and it's a lovely course do you know what it's it it doesn't sound like the most glamorous being in Wakefield but it's one of my favorite kind of courses it had it had a bit of everything in it and um, you start on tarmac thin tarmac path and then you shoot around a corner and all of a sudden you're on some compact trail going down a hill and then you're back on tarmac again there's a long stretch flat stretch and you, you do a loop at the end so it's kind of like an out and back and then they throw you up a big hill um, which is lovely we don't mind a hill so you get to go all the way up the hill and then you come down the other side of the hill and they throw you straight onto the field and as you go across the field you're going across the diagonal now from volunteering at juniors on Sunday at Wakey a couple of times when Barnsley juniors had been off um, whenever Barnes is off, I tend to go over to Wake and help out. I know there's a section of the course called Boggy Bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that, was, that was in the top 10 things that are gross about runners. Oh, very good. Um, so I, I know what what to expect from it. And it is, it's where all the sides of the park kind of dip down into, into the middle of the... Um, into the middle of the field so that's where all the water runs to so it gets very very boggy mm -hmm. so tried to do a detour around it but there just wasn't i mean they couldn't detour you far enough around it to avoid what was what was coming so one minute you're on tarmac next minute you are you are sinking in mud um so you're running across it trying to plant your foot properly but it just it reduced everyone to basically a walk uh, luckily it only lasted for about 50 meters if that you came out of it and your nice clean shoes were absolutely filthy. Um, but then you got a nice tarmac bit again and the nice big downhill. Take a left turn and you weave in through the tarmac all the way back up. You go down the side of the park, around the other side. So you come up a hill, come down the other side. And then they throw you back onto the field again. But luckily, this part of the field that they throw you on, it's the, the drier side. It's, mm -hmm. it's a, the slope, so all the water's running down. So you run into the middle of the field, take a right. And it throws you back out onto the tarmac. 
you've got another nice hill to go up but as soon as you get to that it's basically downhill all the way to the finish from there um you've got still got about half a k left and yeah it was it was lovely it was one lap it like i say it had everything tarmac trail grass hills um the weather was lovely the volunteers were great they were all very supportive in the morning and yeah it was it wasn't too crowded and uh yeah i, I actually it's really enjoyed it one of my favorite kind of courses that yeah it sounds like one where if you like a bit of variety bit of everything Absolutely. yeah absolutely um got my purple sign picture in before the run because as soon as i finished i just wanted to get straight back off um so i mean i can't even tell you about breakfast breakfast was uh breakfast wasn't breakfast breakfast was beans on toast covered in henderson sauce when i got oh, home i love henderson's yeah. beans on toast so the so the bread turns black yeah pretty much do you know what it was um i, I doubt it in Hendersons, but cheese, melty cheese on top of on top of the beans, or just just beans and endos. Cheese, cheese on top of the beans. Cheese 100%. on top of the beans. Now yeah. here's 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 the big question, Ben. The important question: Do you grate or slice the cheese that you put on top of the beans? Now on Saturday, I grated the cheese on top of the beans. I'm not a grater. I'm oh. not a grater. I'm a slicer. Oh. In the past, when I've when I've not cared or been too conscious about my weight i've sliced cheese put that on the bread let that melt a bit poured beans on top and then grated cheese on top so oh my god like a like a triple decker yeah yeah i've done that i've done the i call it a double but yeah triple decker will do and uh, but no it was just it was single cheese this week single grated although now uh, i think about it maybe if you're hendoing see because the, the problem with slicing cheese that i find is that it pools sometimes you don't necessarily want it to pool. You want an even hendo spread. Maybe maybe grated allows for that a little bit more because it will soak into the grate. Maybe, maybe. It did turn it very kind of like blacky brown, the cheese. Mm, that's what you want. I did put a lot on there, so. Um, I drink Henderson's Relish if I could. Yeah, well, you should come and work for me. You should come and work where I work because we've got Henderson's Relish being brewed about 100 metres away every day. <sighs> the smell is lovely, isn't it? Um, if you if you have anyway, yeah, sorry, I just got got lost in a daze there, just thinking how wonderful Hendo's is and how much better it is than than Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, um, Wakey Thorns. It's a massive park, by the way. It's it's actually run through. I think they class it as three different parks that you cover during oh, the run. Okay. Um, and it's it's a big old site. It's got an athletic stadium there. It's got running track. It's got um, Huge kiddies play area. It's got tennis courts. It's got a skate park. It's got loads going on there. So it's it's. I mean, Wakefield itself is not the nicest place to spend a day, but the park and all the activities is is there's something for everyone to do there if you want to take kids and other family and that. And and then a, and then a trip to Wakey Wines on the way home for a twenty pound bottle of Prime if you watch definitely TikTok. didn't definitely didn't go that way. Didn't didn't partake. Um, okay, so there we go. So Wakefield, Th- is it Wakefield Thorns? Sorry, is that right? Yes. Yeah, Wakefield yeah. Thorns sounds like it's got a bit of something for everyone, and uh, it's well worth a visit. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have a Ben and Emma Park Run update, as Ben won't be flying solo. Um, but in the meantime, Park Run Cup date is required, Ben. It was the round of sixteen, the knockout stage of our virtual community challenge. Uh, we had over one hundred and fifty people, of course, taking part in uh, uh, just the challenge to run the quickest park run you can and we whittled you down to 16 and you had two weeks to go out and uh, and, and run your best time possible and we will now be going through to our quarterfinals the final eight of course big thank you to Burrito who partnered us for this uh, challenge and are offering one of their body wraps to the eventual winner but of course they'll also win a trophy that Ben buys so you know double the glory uh, I don't know which one's better to be honest both wonderful prizes and um, Ben Who's going through to the last eight? Okay, so tie A, we'll call it. Jack Freeman, Paul Mason. You remember last week, Jack Freeman ran a 19-second PB. Paul had his target. Paul did not make it to Parker on this week. Uh, I think Paul's been a bit under the weather, so he didn't make it this week. So Jack did go. He ran a minute and 12 off his PB, but he, he didn't need to PB again. He goes through from tie A with a new PB. Uh, beating his previous by 19 seconds. So that is Jack Freeman through. Who is Jack facing? Jack is facing the winner of Darren McSweeney, Doug. Um, 
or Chris Giblin. Now, you'll know what Chris Giblin did this weekend. So Chris Giblin should have been attempting a PB. What did he decide to do? He paced Ant instead, didn't he? He just he just decided to sack yeah. it off. And then and then and then we got really drunk afterwards on Saturday night. Um, so just a very quick side story, just because I think it's funny. So we uh, we're in Witness, so we always like to hang out with the Witness folks when we can. We did part on with them, and then we've got. Uh, I'll, my, my old local pub um, it's just down the road from my mum's uh, and it gets nice and busy on a Saturday night they always have a singer on great Chris met us out uh, and it, you know when the evening gets a little bit raucous when you suddenly decide you're going to finish off with a whiskey instead of just having another beer so it got to that stage of the night and about 11 o'clock we all decided, oh, we're old and we need to go to bed. So everyone goes to leave. There was Claire and Amp there, me and Sammy, Amy, Bird was there, and, 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 and Chris. And I was pretty drunk. And I, what I remember happening is Chris being like, I'm not ready for this party to be over. That guy's just about to play Wonderwall. And he just went back in on his own. And it was like, I'm just going to sit and watch this thing for the rest of the night. Sammy informed me afterwards that he did have other friends in there, but I was under the impression that Gibbo was like, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, yes, he he didn't uh, put in an effort. So, Doug goes through. Hey, and, and he clearly celebrated the success of what, what I will mention in the next time. But, uh, mm. yes, so Chris ran. He, he ran well, though. He was only 59 seconds off his PB. Uh, Doug went back to Millham again. That seems to be Doug's new favourite place. And I think as long as he's in the cup, he's going to be going there. Um, so Doug ran a little bit quicker than last week. He was 27 seconds off his PB last week. This week, he was 25 seconds off. So without having to run a PB, Doug has gone through from tie B. Doug. So that, that means tie A of the quarterfinals is Jack Freeman versus Darren McSweeney. Very good. Uh, moving on, the next round, Mr. Sean West. Um, Sean West, he was at Brighouse with us last week. We know he wasn't going for it, so he said he was saving himself, and I know he did. He went to Morecambe Prom this week, very flat and fast one out on the coast there, um, and he ran a new PB. Um, so Sean ran a 10-second PB with a time of 20.13, but how did... How did his opponent get on? Um, should we just call him Ants this week? Or? We will, we will. Let's not go back down that rabbit hole. Um, uh, oh, do you know what, though, actually? I know I'm, f- I'm, f- I'm full of anecdotes that I think are funny that aren't funny. But I will tell you another little funny anecdote. Um, as they, Chris and Ant were running, um, uh, somebody who uh, Ant went to school with uh, must, must have been in the the cafe which is like the side of one of the three laps and as um and, and as he uh and as he saw Ant running past he shouted at him hey Manan and Ant turned to Chris and went see it's fucking Manan <laughs> I thought it was quite amusing yeah, no but idea yes, what you're about no idea what, what we're on about do we uh but no he absolutely smashed it uh he absolutely smashed it big big PB for man he did, Ant ran a, so Westy ran a 10 second PB and Ant, as we've just previously discussed, was paced or accompanied by Chris Giblin and Ant himself run a PB of 15 seconds. So by five whole seconds, uh, Ant Manane has gone through to the <laughs> rounds. Um, so that means that uh, Ant Manane well has now well not has knocked out Sean West. So valiant effort by Sean. Sean's knocked a lot of time off his PB since the start of this competition. Yeah. So fair play to him. He's got he's run a PB, but he's he's just missed out. So yeah. um, the old the old git can put his feet up now and relax a bit at, on Saturdays. And we're seeing him this Saturday is uh, you in, you highlighted that hopefully it'll be a Ben and Emma. Well, it's not just a Ben and Emma. It's a Ben Ben Emma Sean and Debs this weekend, which is quite quite the formidable force lately, isn't it? It's becoming that way, yes. Um, so moving on, so that was tie C. Tie D was last year's champion, Mr. Sim Reaper himself, John Simpson, running last week three minutes and ten over his PB, having a, using it as part of a long run. This week he did not make it to Park Run. He did not make it. Um, and his opponent Tony Brown, do you remember where he was last week? Yeah, he did the marathon, oh, didn't he? Marathon, yeah. He ran a marathon over in Seville. So So he only had one attempt, and that would be this Saturday. But did he make it? 
did he make it? He had a marathon. He only got back on Thursday. He'll have been tired, uh, resting. But did he rest? Did he egg? Tony Brown, 14 seconds off his PB, was oh. he? Tony Brown went to Tyne Green. I hear there was a big incident at Tyne Green this week. I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, maybe maybe JP knows. I don't know, but something was that the one that someone shared on the group that there was an an incident. Is it that yeah. one? Yeah. Drive onto the course or something. Was that? Yeah, that was it. A car drove a car drove and crashed on the course or something this week. At, it's in a park. Oh, what a ridiculous turn of events must have happened for it. Sort of. They had to delay it or something. I can't remember exactly what happened, but uh, but anyway, Tony Tony wasn't phased. He ran within 14 seconds of his PB. So Tony goes through to fan to face Mr. Ant Manane. Manane. So that is Ty B of the quarterfinals. Moving on, Barry Chima. Mm. Um, now, Barry, I'm, I thought I read something about how he said the course was long and bloody bloody blah, blah. I can't remember, Barry. I'm sorry, but Barry Barry didn't put an effort in this week. He ran ten minutes over. Oh. His um, now, lastly, <laughs> course must be really fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> an extra mile and a half. Send him round again. Um, but he was up against Lane McGowan. Now, if you remember Lane McGowan last week, she was 36 seconds off her PB. So with no no close efforts from Barry Chima, the winner of that tie is Lane McGowan. Oh, so fair play to Barry, though. Barry's had a great tournament so far. He's He ran a couple of PBs during the, the group stages. So Barry's done really, really well. Um, but Lane it's McGowan... Like, like the best eggs. Yeah, absolutely. But Lane, her, she herself, she's run a great PB in the last round. And uh, she goes through to this next round without running a PB. But, uh, yeah, well done to Lane. She did go to Park Run, by the way, this week, St Andrews. But she was three and a half minutes off a PB. So it's almost as if she knew that she'd done enough. Um, so who is Lane facing? Well, Lane was facing the winner of James Bauer and Matt Woodhouse. Now, you'll know how Matt Woodhouse got on, Rob, because I believe he was where you were as well. He was. He just missed his PB, I believe. He did. So last week he went to Alexandra and he was seven seconds off his PB. This week, just gone at Witness, he was 16 seconds off his PB. So his effort from week one was his closest effort. Now, he was up against James Bauer. James went to Hillsborough last week, um, a newest course for him, and was two minutes off his PB. But where did James go this week? Oh, yeah, this was the scandal, wasn't it? Rother Valley. That's the one he was going to go to Rother Valley, and Rother Valley cancelled. Um, so what a, James what a way did, to lose it. So, to be fair, I was, Matt found that out as we were running because he posted it on the group pretty early and Matt was gutted like not even in like a fake humble kind of way he was genuinely like a little bit like I don't really want to go through like this he was a bit like it's not like the right way to do it he was genuinely a bit like oh I feel really bad for him so I think that's where Simo was going as well to be fair so is is that possibly what happened to Simo too oh no so they're, they're both just missed out but uh yeah, so James didn't register a time this week, so that means Matt Woodhouse, with his seven seconds uh, off his PB, he is going through against Lane McGowan in Tai C. And finishing off the last the last four participants, so we had Alex Oldham against James Matthewson. Again, Alex, another one with drama in her park run quest this week. Uh, Manchester-based, she was heading... And her first two choices, the two fastest in Manchester, um, Alexandra and what was the other one, Stretford, uh, both cancelled ice on the course. So she had to take a detour and she ended up at Sale Water Park Run. Uh, what's Sale Water like, Em? It's, uh, it's not an easy course. It's very technical and the foot really rocky. There's a horrible stretch and she wasn't wearing trail shoes. She absolutely smashed her time there to say that that is not an easy course at all. She did. So she ran 24:41. She was 52 seconds off of her PB, but to run that on that course, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, go on and tell them how did James get on. So bear in mind neither Alex nor James went week one, 
So that sticks Alex 52 seconds off her PB. Did James get within 52 seconds of his PB? No, sadly, he went to Starry's field and he was 2 minutes 39 off his PB. He said he just his legs just weren't in it. Mm. And I think it looked like a really, really busy start. Congested course, he said, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. he just didn't have it in him, so... He had no momentum from the start, so he just settled into it and just ran it and uh, bowed out gracefully. So uh, fans' favourite has gone out this week. Um, so Ben's favourite, which <laughs> and he's a fan, he means himself. Well, yeah, but that's still technically true then. Um, so so going through from that tie is Alex. She goes through to the next round. And who is Alex facing? Well, Alex will be facing the winner of Sam Broughton against Cadence Taylor. Now, shall we ask Matty how Cadence got on this week? I will answer that on his behalf because he's gone to bed. Uh, she did not yeah. run. It was her birthday. Happy birthday, Kay. Uh, on behalf of all of us at the podcast, she uh, registered her effort, of course, as we said last week at Brickhouse. She did indeed. Well done. Thank you, Rob. So she ran one minute and four second PB last week. A brick house so with a time of 30.55. Sam went to Parkrun last week. How did Sam get on last week? He was... One minute 26 off his PB. Uh, at Burnham and Highbridge. Oh, uh, that was the first week, yep. Yeah, so this week, where did he go? Burnham and Highbridge again, and he was only 18 seconds off his PB. good effort. Um, but, yeah, cadence is... Cadence goes through, so we've got Cadence against Alex to complete the quarterfinal lineup. Great job, everyone, and we'll get that shared. Let's should we get Matt to make some fancy pants graphics now. We're in the quarterfinals, and we'll get them shared on social media. Ben, for the quarterfinals, how many weeks have the guys got to um, to register an effort? Two weeks. Two weeks again. It's two weeks every round now until the final. There we uh, go. So want to get this done? Yeah. Cool. We're conscious that there's people in this that we're going to enter this that could potentially win it, that we're going to be running Manchester Marathon. So the aim is to have it all done and dusted the week before the marathon, which works out nicely because from history, from running marathons and park runs, I've always PB'd in the week before the marathon. Once I've got there all my go. marathon training, all your marathon trainings in your leg, you've tapered for a couple of weeks and you give it that one last big effort a week out. So you've got enough time to recover. So... Hopefully some glory on that last week in the final for somebody. Let's hope so. And let's see if we can't maybe get uh, an in-person meet-up as well. And uh, I think Burrito had mentioned not wanting to come down to present the prize to the winner, which is pretty exciting as well. So, hey, if we can coordinate something there, then great. And last year we had a great time at Poolsport, didn't we, where we had quite a lot of people come along and we did a trophy presentation. So, yeah. Great. Uh, thank you very much, as always, Ben and Emma, for your wonderful administration and adjudication um, of the Parkrun Cup and excited for the quarterfinals to get started. Uh, we need to finish off this week's episode with a roll call. The roll call is, of course, our weekly roundup of you, our amazing community, and your incredible accomplishments in running in the previous week. Uh, normally, I'd get Matt to dance monkey dance and do a little song for us, but he's not here. So, Lou. Monkey two. All right, partners. Pete Rogue. Oh, I've forgotten it. No. All you right, know, partner. Right. Keep ro- you know what time it is. You know what time it is. Oh, you know what time it is. Oh, keep Rogue calling, babe. Now, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and she's back on mute. It's time for the roll call. JP. Roll call, calling, calling, calling. Call, call. What? Roll call. JP, start us off. Oh, dear me. Uh, I'm going to start off with Doug. Um, so, Cameron McSweeney, who's doing the Park Run Cup, he wants to shout out Gareth. For family parkrun recruitment in Northern Ireland and assisting in tracking down photos for the run report. Top work. Yeah, absolutely. Gareth Gareth loves a roll call and he also loves recruiting people from his local area to come and get involved in the podcast community. And we love you for that, Gareth. Thank you. Uh, ben, who's next? Um, I don't think that one. Then I'm going to go all the way. Wow, it's quite a lot this week, isn't there? I'm going to go for Rob Runs a bit to start off with. Um, he is shouting out Chunky Girl Runs, which is Jess for getting her longest ever run done, 30 kilometres, and smiling whilst doing it. Um, and he is also shouting out. Yes, I'm glad I picked this one. He is shouting out Aunt Minan or Menane, uh, however you say it. Uh, for smashing his 5k PB again, the man is on fire. Yeah, Manan is on fire. Emma, who's next? 
for now. We've got Jo Hammond, uh, Hammond five. She wants to uh, shout all the what the Fartlet podcast team for the new format. Love it. Thanks, Jo. Oh, thanks, Jo. Love you too. And let's give uh, uh, Jo a shout out back as well. Go and check out her. Uh, chat with uh, with Haley for the Angry Boob series, wonderful new podcast. And our Josephine, by the time this goes out, episode two, featuring our very own Jodie Evans, is going to be on there too. So back to back, that and a long run, guys, and get inspired by two wonderful women. We've also been guests on this podcast for three wonderful women, of course. Let's not leave Haley out of that conversation as well. Lou, have you worked out how to unmute yourself yet? Yeah. Um, I've got this man runs. He is shouting out big. Do incredible achievement, a thousand miles in two months. And I don't think that's the last one. No, we're going to see a lot of love for the D-man himself and rightfully so. a lot of big D. A lot of, well, nothing I love than seeing a lot of big D. Uh, right, I'll go next. Uh, Simundo, our good pal, Cy Ostrich, is saying, obviously, Big Derek for his unbelievable one slam challenge. You, sir, are an inspiration. You certainly are. And I believe you're going to get all the love throughout the course of the next five minutes or so. JP, who's next? Yeah, the running gremlin is next. So he's shouting out himself for such a change in his mental attitude during the Pontypool 10K after a lot of injuries. Well done, mate. Yeah, tough, tough coming back from from mm-hmm. adversity. So well done to you, Ben. Uh, right, we already we haven't sung this one for a while. Everybody on the count three, one, two, three. Julie, 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 Julie. Julie, Julie, Julie. Why did he say uh, I'm fairly manipulative? Uh, 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 it's terrible. Yeah, that was practice that. Rehearsals for next week. <clears throat> uh, Friday night, eight o'clock rehearsals. Um, right, so Julie is shouting out the big D again. Um, a thousand miles in nine weeks. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Un- Unbelievable, Jeff. He is a legend, isn't he? Emma is next. Uh, I've got a couple from Running with Gareth. Uh, he wants to shout out Run Renee Run. She's been injured for a while, but is the most supportive person I know. Big hugs. And he also wants to shout out Ricky Mason for helping get the litter pick done. Even had his own grabby thing. Oh, I love a grabby thing. Love a grappy thing. Uh, well done to you. And uh, mm, very good. Uh, Lou, who's next? Uh, Laura runs fourteen. Chris Cousins for his support during marathon training. Oh, Chris, Chris is a legend, isn't he? Uh, always makes uh, a weekend slightly better. The big D himself has showed up. He's getting so much praise, he had to give some of the love back. He's shouting out Simon, Minty and Amy on stonking big PBs. Congratulations to both of you uh, for uh, for smashing those runs this weekend. JP, who's next? Yeah, next it's Alana Park runner. Um, so she's shouting out James. So he may have lost his uh, PB Prince crown, but he completed his 50th part run this week. Awesome, James. Yeah, nice work. Ben still oh, loves you. Yeah, don't worry. You'll always be a PB prince in Ben's heart, James. Um, where are we? Back round to Benny. Uh, yeah, 42 locations out of 50 park runs for James, by the way. That's a good record. I spotted that tonight, by the way. Um, Gosh, with, why are you stalking um, him? Yes, look who I've got. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we have uh, uh, Manane running. No, sorry, Ant M running, sorry. Uh, that's his name. Um, he is shouting out Chris Giblin for pacing him to a park run PB last weekend. He very much appreciates it. And he's also shouting out Westy, uh, the old git himself, for pushing him all the way this weekend in the park run cup. Um, absolute legend. I mean, it's quite fitting, really. You've got you've got Westy, who's a who's a granddad, versus apparently Manan. So you've got Manan and Manan. Granddad. Manan <laughs> <laughs> Very good. How long have you been thinking of that? Emma is next. I've got um, loads from Paul Griffiths. Um, so he wants to shout out Big D for smashing his Centurion 1000 mile challenge. He wants to shout out B for smashing out her first sub two hour 30 half marathon. Well done, B. Uh, big shout out to Jess for her longest run this weekend. Shout out to Pete Marshall on his shiny new half PB. That was four minute PB or something. Mm. So one hour 20. Ridiculous. And he wants to shout out, last but not least, John Flynn for just bringing the good vibes. Good energy. Mm. Uh, Lou, who's next? Westy UK shouting out Altmanon for an amazing performance getting through the PR Cup. Top bloke. 
God, they just they're, they're, it's getting a bit weird, isn't it? This love fest between the two of them just hate each other a little bit. Um, it's me next, isn't it? Uh, I have got a few from our very own Jess from Chucky Girl Runs. So uh, she wants to shout out another for Pete Marshall, his incredible PB. Agreed. Uh, she's buzzing after her longest run of 30 kilometres. Amazing work in the marathon training. And finally, her dad for his part run PB uh, for his part run got cancelled. Um, uh, but he's still got a 5k PB, so she's very, very proud of him. Uh, and it's and there are some more on the next page, so it wasn't fine. They just got him back to front. Massive well done to Derek, of course, for his thousand miles is mega. And big shout out to B for her massive PB. And it rhymes. Um, very good. Uh, Jeffy, oh, I've got Pike Club Runner Stephen, so he's been gallivanting in Wales again. So this is <laughs> gonna be fun, isn't it? So he was in Wales again this weekend on Manny Mary training, which I've, I've missed. That. Um, but he was in Penmanoir and Landud North, then back to Conway. So shout out to all those training for spring or any marathons. Very I mean, you feel that off pretty well, yeah, actually. It looks legible. Yeah, it looks sounded all right. Yeah. Good job, JP. I wonder if he'll shout me out next week for getting it right. Let's see. Well, he did shout Robert again for saying what I believe he said. Clang, flecking, for fucking. Ben, who's next? Next, we have Simon Gilberthorpe, is it? Mm-hmm. Old school email. Hope you don't mind. Email, Rob. Look, we got an email. an email. I don't mind at all. Incredible. He's shouting out Paul McWhorter. McPaulie. What's he shouting Paul out for? He's shouting him out because he's only known Paul for a month or so. However, his advice and encouragement and his company on his runs are already priceless. This man really does live on the spirit of what this is all about. Thanks, Paul, from Simon. Oh, couldn't Paul. have couldn't have said it better. We all, you don't have to tell us how great Paul he is, but nice to get some recognition for him as well. So thank you, Simon, and nice one, Paulie. Emma? Uh, we've got Kirsty Porter, as she said herself. She loves an email. She'd rather that than the roll call. So here we are with an email. I want to shout out myself. I managed to survive 14 brutal miles around Dirtle Door and Lulworth Cove and didn't fall off a cliff. It was a close call at some points. I hate hills. I hate mud. I hate off-road. This event had all three. Ran it with my girls and I blooming loved it. Well done, Kirsty. Sounds like a pretty successful day. And then Lou finishes off strong. Oh, I don't know this person's name. What do you mean you don't know this person's name? I can't say it. It says it at the top. It's Una. Una. Una, what a beautiful name. Says, can I give a shout out to Gareth Franklin for pacing me on my first ever park run and first ever 5K? I'm a new runner and soon to be couch to 5K graduate and he was amazing. I am, everyone, get ready, at 100 pounds and beyond on Insta. So 100 pounds. LBS. Thank you. Can I also give a shout out to my husband, Paul, at Fairgrave Paul. On Insta, he is doing his first marathon in Rome on Paddy's Day and is two big runs to go. Has two big runs to go. And he's Ooh. just joined the marathon support group as well. There you go. Well, that's, that's what's going to get him that PB. And then just to finish off, sorry, again, I, there was another one. It wasn't part of the roll call. But uh, Chloe Louise Turner 01 uh, on the old Instagram did message me saying, how do we get a mention? How do I get a mention on the podcast? And I said, you get a mention by just asking for a mention. And she said, well, can I have a mention? I said, yeah, you can have a mention. So shouting her out and also uh, shout out the Darlow Runners, who she runs for a wonderful running group in uh, Darlington. Um, uh, so, yeah, shout out to them. And, uh, yeah, enjoy your runs and uh, keep doing good things. And that is the roll call. For another week well done to everybody uh, make sure you keep your eyes open on our socials because we will be putting the old roll call up uh, again next week so you can shout out yourself and people you think are doing great things um are we done yeah that's it yeah feels feels like we're done um next week i'm not going to tell you who's on mondays show remember we're back with our guest uh, feature episode on monday um i'm not going to tell you and i'll tell you why i'm not going to tell you uh because i'm not 100 sure it's going to happen um we have two guests left of this series and one of them may have a particularly big life event that will stop us from recording so i'm not going to uh potentially uh, uh give away the goose just yet 
Um, but all I'm going to tell you is that it might be a little bit foxy. Um, so that's it for this week. Don't forget to uh, well, you want to continue to be wonderful. Don't forget to be excellent to each other. Be kind or get in the sea. No room for you nasty pasties. And uh, we'll see you next week. Same fart time, same fart channel. Oh, before I go, uh, if you've not already signed up, you can sign up to the March Mayhem Great Fart Like Scavenge event. Uh, the link is in our link tree and our social media. We'll put it in the bio to this episode as well. And uh, it's also on all of our socials. Uh, come and get involved. We've had some great fun in January and in February uh, uh, doing some hunting for road signs and some litter picking and some volunteering and some leaping in the air um, and hopefully not getting injured while we do it. And uh, yeah, it's been great. So get involved. Uh, the March one, you can still sign up today. Uh, it's the 29th so yeah you can still sign up today if you want to um, and we'll get involved in our March Challenge which is in partnership with the wonderful community over at the Red Fox Running Club and there is some swag on offer for our winner this month uh, apparently an exclusive collaboration that they've got going with Twisted Running that's not available in the shops yet the world's most unorganised running club with a bunch of absolute legends and we are glad to be teaming up with them uh, so yes that is it for this week now so we will see you on Monday same fart time same fart channel good energy Blech.